A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs. Welcome to our program. I'm John O'Connor. Coming up, the beef farmers at Tractor Protest in Dublin. An individual beef farmer reviews the two-day action. Sheep Matters and upcoming events with Mr. Michael Connolly, B&T Dry Stock Advisor with the Skibbereen Office. But next, our top story, the forthcoming Dairy Gold Annual Tillage Conference with Mr. Matt Lawley, Area Sales Manager, Beef and Grain, based in Mallow. First of all, Matt, welcome to the programme. Now, a very important event is upcoming in the very near future. Yes, I'm very pleased to inform your listeners, John, that our annual uh, Dairy Gold Tillage Conference uh, will be held uh, next Friday, the 24th of uh, January, in the Carnivine Centre uh, in Fermoy. Uh, starting at 1.30, if people would like to come along and visit the trade stands, it will be a wonderful opportunity for um, tillage growers to come and um, meet people from uh, the fertilizer uh, industry, uh, the seed companies, and also the chemical companies. They will all be uh, there, and they'll be delighted to meet customers uh, from one thirty to two thirty, because it's at two thirty, the, um, the the formal part of the, the evening will will take part. But there'll also be an opportunity, John, for uh, the tillage uh, people to meet up with the trade stands uh, again uh, to discuss further uh, their requirements for uh, 2020. We're delighted to have organised a concise and compact evening for our tillage growers. And uh, we're very pleased to have um, Matt Dimsey, the former editor of the Farmers Journal, as our chairman. And we have some excellent speakers. We have um, Dr. David Wall, um, who is the senior researcher with Togus in Johnson Castle. And David's talk will, will be based on sustainable uh, tillage farming. And we also have... Darren Allen from Ballymaloo down there in Klein. And Darren will, will be uh, talking about what sustainable tillage uh, farming looks like on a commercial farm. Uh, we also have uh, Kieran Collins from Togus. Uh, Kieran is, uh, doesn't need any introduction at this stage. And Kieran is the senior crop specialist in Togus, covering uh, the Munster area. And he will be looking at the winter and spring crops. And um, our final speaker then is Coleman Postle uh, from Dairy Gold, who is Dairy Gold's senior feed uh, nutritionist uh, for Dairy Gold. And he'll be um, telling the audience how Dairy Gold manage uh, 110,000 tonnes of cereals that they take in at harvest, how they formulate these into feeds, 
And he'll also be telling them that uh, uh, in October of this year that we actually um, may have formulated a gold fallon beef from Irish grains coming uh, made up of barley, wheat and, and beans. And then to finish off the evening, we have, for the first time ever, we have a malting barley competition where we have eight people. And, um, these eight people have been selected from over 350 malting barley growers. Uh, and we have two people representing the Tipperary region, two people representing the Mitchellstown area, two from East Cork and two from North Cork. And these people have been selected from a very tried and trusted procedure to find uh, the best malting barley growers, including yield, quality, and the use of sustainable farming practices. And uh, that presentation will, will uh, take part also during the course of the afternoon in the Condivin Centre in Fermoy next Friday, uh, January the 24th, uh, starting at um, 1.30 and the meeting proper getting underway at 2.30. The theme of farming nowadays, certainly the theme in Ireland, is sustainable farming, sustainability in the face of all the climate uh, issues, and very important that farmers would be kept absolutely up to date and even anticipate any changes to the fertiliser and animal remedies um, regime, because we know now from time to time, grain growers in particular are very worried about possible constraints in the future, even constraints now being brought in on various products, and people would want to be kept bang up to date and make sure they're aware of which products can be used, and if you can't use a product which has been extremely useful, you'd find out what type of substitutes the industries would be developing. That is quite correct. And sustainability will feature in quite a number of speakers, certainly Dr. Aidan Wall from Tagus and Darren Allen, who's farming down in Ballymaloo, and Kieran Collins, and all the Martin Valley um, people, they, they certainly um, are very strong in their mind about sustainability. Uh, going forward and looking after our soils and looking after our climates, our climate and our waterways. So yes, you're quite correct in saying that sustainability is uh, the key word uh, going forward. And uh, the event is actually known uh, is entitled "Sustainable Tillage in a New Decade." Dairy Gold, our sponsor, do all they can to use absolutely all of the excellent top quality native Irish grain available because from time to time you hear scare stories of grain being imported with possible risks to uh, tillage health being imported from countries which are outside the European Union, not uh, under any of the constraints and regulations we would be under as members of the European Union. So, in actual fact, uh, people will see how uh, Dairy Gold use absolutely all they can of the Irish grain in rations. And again, on a wider issue board, Bia, of course, would be aware of questions which are asked about uh, Irish whiskey, etc. How much of this uh, Irish whiskey is based on Irish grain, grown in Ireland, harvested in Ireland? That's quite correct, John, because uh, Coleman Postle, there, the Dairy Gold Senior Feed Nutritionist, in his talk, uh, he would be uh, making it quite, quite clear that uh, uh, on an annual basis, we take in excess of 100,000 tonnes of cereals, 
These are energy uh, products and they go into our dairy, beef, poultry and uh, pegasus horse feeds. And um, we're, we're also um, making a big effort uh, to get uh, our local tillage growers to grow uh, beans as a source of protein. And we're delighted to say that the, the beans acreage has been increasing year on year, uh, a wonderful source of protein. And we're now delighted to be putting those into our uh, rations as well. The galaxy of uh, top speakers who will be addressing this conference and to please confirm the date, venue and time for the two parts of the conference. First of all, the pre-conference meeting of the trade stands at 1.30, etc. The Dairy Gold Tillage Conference, uh, which is an annual event now, uh, will take place uh, uh, Friday next, uh, January the 24th in the current event centre in Fermoy, and uh, we have uh, four excellent speakers, Dr. David Wall of Tagus, who is their senior research officer, um, uh, Darren Allen uh, from Ballymaloo. Uh, he will be speaking from a farmer's, from a tillage farmer's point of view on what sustainability looks like on a commercial farm. Kieran Collins of Tagus will be looking at the, the winter crops and the spring crops and giving an overview of where those crops and the varieties for the coming spring season look like. And the Cormen Postle of Dairy Gold will be uh, giving a very clear uh, overview of uh, how Dairy Gold maximizes the inclusion of 110,000 tons of cereals locally produced by our tillage farmers and also uh, the use of beans uh, to formulate the Dairy Gold range of feed in dairy, beef, poultry, and pegasus hosphates. We also have the selection of our malting barley uh, grower of the year. And as I say, we have eight contestants, two from Tipperary, two from Mitchellstown, two from East Cork, and two from North Cork. And the, the overall winner will be selected next Friday at the conclusion of uh, the conference. So thank you very much indeed, Mr. Matt Lawley, Dairy Gold Area Sales Manager, Beef and Tillage, based in Mallow. Matt, thank you very much indeed. Thanks a million. Thank you, John. Mr. Dermot Henbury, one of the individual farmers of Ireland who took part in this week's tractor demonstration in Dublin on Wednesday and Thursday, 15th and 16th of January 2020, spoke to the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme about the protests and what he believed had been achieved as a result of this two-day protest. Mr. Henbury was speaking to the farm programme on Friday, 17th of January 2020. Well, we had organised to go to Dublin on, on the 15th, so... We didn't know at the time that when we organised it that there wouldn't be any government there. But I suppose, look, we put pressure on the government and they weren't willing to face us on the 15th. That, on top of all the rest of uh, the problems that the government have and what they haven't uh, addressed for rural Ireland, really. So, look, I suppose, we, we were sorry what, ha- what, we, what happened in Dublin yesterday, but it's, it's just to show that what we can do like when, when farmers stick together. And that it's this is this is a crisis like that's in the beef sector. So something has to be done, and it, it's the rules and regulations have to be changed from from the government down. Did you want to meet with the minister for agriculture or the T-shirt with the government people who are running the we show? Did, we, we gave until eleven o'clock yesterday morning for Leo Verk to come out to meet us, and they didn't come in to meet us. It's as simple as that. Now, what would you say to some people who wish you very well, people in the rural community, people across Ireland who wish you all the very best in your campaign to get a just uh, price when you see the huge amounts of money being made out of the sector, yet 
not enough seems to be trickling down to even cover your costs. But what would you say to people who have goodwill towards you but feel that every protest by a new group on the scene weakens the overall farmer power? The main target is to get a beef price increase. Oh, you see, and I see, you see, and all them. We've met all them, and we've asked them to come on board. So it's, it's their decision if they don't want to come with us. But like, it's down to like we have to make a living, and it's 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 just a crisis time. So so like, like the next month or two, now a lot of cattle are in the, in the sheds are, are being finished, and they're they're costing a lot more to finish them out of a shed than out of grass. So like, the price has to go. Like going back a couple of months ago, Meat Ireland said that they were working off the UK price was the and we usually match the UK price. Like the UK price at the minute is forty one cent more than what we're getting. That's ridiculous, like, you know what I mean? And that that excuse they gave us going back uh, I suppose to two, three months ago when the task force met first then uh, toward the December. And like that they didn't stick to that. Like so they they keep changing the rules, changing the change, moving the goalposts if you know what I mean. Like and like there was an agreement done on fifteenth of September. It wasn't what the paper was wrote on. Like the like the minister should have re- should have enforced some of that and even like the regulation that that's that's killing the competition in in the beef sector, is that's one of the biggest problems. You know the thirty month rule and the sixty day residency. Like you could have cattle finished there, and like it is known to everyone that agents and people like that they do get more money in factories than the ordinary farmer. That is that is common practice. That is we we all know that. So like if you've cattle finished, um, you can sell them in the market and leave another farmer by him with a 60-day residency. That is one of the biggest issues that's there. And the 30-month rule. Like, and like the 30-month rule, then, if you have cattle that are 30 months in one day, you're getting less for them cattle than you are 30, 30 months. Like, that is, that's ridiculous, this day and age. So everything, everything the government have done have coincided with the, with, the, with the factories. Like, you have AIBP making 170 million last year, and you have farmers that are at an average of 8,000 of an income. That's not, that's not on at all. Like, and, like, Minister Creed, he done absolutely nothing for farmers. So, like, it was a good result yesterday. It was a better result on 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 Tuesday when the government said they were resolving. Like the next minister, it's up to the next minister now, whoever he'll be, to know that we can block Dublin, and we know that there's lorry loads of beef coming in every day into Dublin Port. We know it, but at the end of the day, we can't find where it's going to. Like we have regulations with our farmers and. You have to come out and you have to do an inspection and you have 250 questions to answer. So, man, and and you, they can bring in beef from out farm. Like, they're bringing in beef then from out farm. We don't know what's inside in that or where it's going or where it's been sold. That's the big problem, like. We're not, we're not playing on a level playing field. That's the problem. A figure has been quoted that uh, Irish beef producers are losing at least €150 Euro per animal going into the factory at the moment. Would you feel that's an accurate, uh, reasonable figure, €150 Euro loss per animal going into the factory? It could, could even be more than that. It would be more. It would be, like, yes, 170 or 80 apiece. You know, I know myself, I killed bulls last, last February, and there were €200 Euro behind the bulls I got. I, I killed 12 months prior to that. Like... And cattle have come down since. Now, they have gone up five cents before Christmas, which is only 20 euro, roughly. An animal kilo to 350 or 400 kilos It's roughly only about 20, 25 euro ahead. So, like, still losing big money. It's, it's, it just can't keep, keep going the way it is. And as regards beef coming in from foreign countries, is this coming in from countries within the European Union? It's coming in from Brazil as well. Like, last year, they had... Um, 
the Department of Agriculture said that four four ton uh, or uh, four ton of meat came in from Brazil. Now I don't know how one can container come in with only four ton when a container can take twenty five ton of meat. That doesn't make sense, gentlemen. And that's the Brazilian beef. We have a premium product here in Ireland, which is unbelievable. Like, and, and we're just not getting premium price for it. Would you welcome the emergence of uh, further farmer groups, like we have the IFA, yeah. ICMSA, ICSA, you have the individual farmers of Ireland, but would you welcome more groups to come and put their shoulders to the wheel and hold demonstrations, tractor demonstrations in Dublin and uh, across the country to try and um, keep the issue in front of people? The more organisations you have, the more individuals you have, the more likely you are to get a result. Yes, but there is enough groups. Like, we're not a group. We're just ordinary individual farmers that are a crisis point, and that's why we got together. We are, we are not going to start in a group. We have no intention of starting a group. We're all members of IFA or ICMSA or Beef Plan. There is enough groups, but they just need to wake up and do their job. Now, IFA have a new, a new boss in charge on the 27th of this month, so hopefully he will do something that the last man didn't do for, for beef farmers. So time will tell. Speaking to Mr Dermot Henry, one of the individual farmers of Ireland, Dermot, how soon would you expect to get a result from your protests and the protests and the actions of various other groups throughout the year, just gone 2019 and indeed going back many years? Are you setting a deadline for an improvement in price? Because we know now, in fact, there's now a board B, a price index, and people can tell what beef prices are right across the European Union, right across the, the globe. And in that way, you can gauge where Irish beef is price-wise in respect of other countries. Have you got a deadline or a line in the sand at which time you say you want to get X amount of money or else you're going to go out of business? You won't be able to keep going in business if you're producing at a loss year in, year out. Well, look, the, board, the index was set up to tell us to tell us something that we already knew that we were losing money, and like we're still way behind. Uh, the, even from here to Northern Ireland, we're 100, about 135 euro ahead per animal back from Northern Ireland, and like, we're I think there's 41 cents from 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 the UK, and 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 I think there's 27 from the EU. Like so, like we don't need a an index to tell us what we're losing. But like cattle prices will come up slowly because cattle are getting scarce. But at the end of the day, we still need the regulations and the controls that are put on top of us to move so that we are not in this, this position again next August or September when the big lot of cattle come out to be killed. Like We, are, we don't need them the world has moved. We need them put down solid and foundations made for them that we know that people can buy cattle then and know that there is going to be some bit of a level made out of them. Like it's, there's loads of money in beef. It's just the farmer has no, he's no guarantee. He does nobody, does nobody checking the factories what's going on. They can give what they like, they can do what they like, and the farmer takes the hit every time. If the minister for agriculture, Minister Michael Creed, was listening. What would your demands be in an election year? We know the election is uh, almost on the doorstep and now is the time to get people's attention. Their livelihoods are at risk. They are at risk of losing their jobs they've had for a number of years. So if you had the ear of the Minister, Minister Michael Creed, our Minister for Agriculture for some years, what would any candidate in the election have to promise they would do if their party or they personally were elected as or appointed as Minister for Agriculture? Well, I would say if Minister Creed was elected again, he was put in as, as, as Minister for Agriculture. I would say Dublin would be closed within 24 hours because we don't want him next to any other job. He has not got one clue what he's doing. So, and as for the like, 
Fine Gael. Rural Ireland is closing, like, uh, I'm talking to Nostra even, she's paying 52% tax out of her wages. Like, that's crazy. Teachers, um, guards, everything, the whole rural Ireland is just closing down. And, like, everyone in rural Ireland has to fight for their, and every TD comes to their door. They have to, they have to ask them, what are they going to do for them? And they need to stick it to them. That's what needs to be done. And the same thing, culture, whatever TD comes into your, into your yard looking for a vote, they have to be put to the pin of their collar and, and see what they do for rural Ireland. And it is, it, it is probably the best thing that came out of the last two days in Dublin, that the elections are around the corner and it is election issue now. It's, agriculture wasn't, I even had Frank Malnulty on, on RT News or even saying that it wasn't an issue, farming was not an issue in the last couple of elections. It's a big issue now and it's just something that is going to be highlighted and we won't let it go. We will we will make sure to highlight it more and more. Do you want to give out a phone number or a phone contact for yourself or, well, or your office I, number? I'll, I'll give you, I don't have an office number. I'm just an ordinary farmer that's working 12 or 14 hours a day and that we have meetings, we have met every organisation, we have met more people. We have, with the last three months, we have walked tirelessly over Christmas, there was no stopping. And, and we, we'll, we're facing into a busy spring now and we're not finished yet. We will keep going, keep the fight going until the things are changed and farmers have in rural Ireland have some chance of making a few pounds and looking after their families. And and we and we, we will be open to meeting anybody that thinks they can make a change to agriculture or even rural life. There is no hassle we can meet them like. But we are just ordinary individual farmers that are doing this off their own backs. Yeah, I'll give my phone number there's no hassle at all. It is oh eight seven two six seven nine three five seven. And that's 87 Mr. Dermot Hennebury, one of the individual farmers of Ireland who was involved with the recent uh, demonstrations in Dublin uh, campaigning for better understanding of rural Ireland, the many issues affecting rural Ireland, but primarily was under the flag of beef prices. You can't understand how such a profitable industry is not providing a living for the people who are providing the raw material on which the whole industry is based. Thank you for taking our call. Thank you very much indeed. No, but, no, but thank you. Writing in this week's Irish Farmers Journal, Barry Cassidy, news correspondent with the journal, points out the Department of Agriculture has ramped up land eligibility inspections with more inspectors stepping foot on farms. Barry points out in 2019 about 8,000 checks were carried out on the area claimed by farmers. Department figures seen by the Irish Farmers Journal state that inspections increased by almost 10% from 7,403 to 8,068 between the years 2018 and 2017. While the majority are satellite checks, an 85 percentage, physical inspections by department officials are up by 33% in the last two years. And also in the journal this week, Mr Pat O'Toole points out that the battle for the farming vote in next month's general election is well underway, with both Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael critical of the Green Party's plans for agriculture. Politicians were putting up posters and knocking on doors around the country on Wednesday, even as protesting farmers descended on Doyle Aaron. Green Party spokesperson Pippa Hackett, a farmer, outlined her party's intention to end some live exports and to review the nitrates derogation. Outgoing Minister for Agriculture Michael Creed accused Fianna Fáil of, quote, cozying up to the Greens, but opposition agriculture spokesperson Charlie McConnell slammed the Greens' proposals. That's all in the journal this week. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really really want it all to work out while you're away. monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Joining us on the Dairy Gold Farm Talk program, Mr. Michael Connolly, B&T Dry Stock Advisor with the Chagask office in Skibbereen in the west of the county. Michael, welcome to the program. Before we look at the sheep sector in general, you have details of some very important upcoming events. Okay, John, thank you very much. There are a number of seminars on next week in Cork. Uh, on Monday evening in the Bohobri Hall, there's an annual dairy seminar, and the title is 2020, A New Decade for Duhallow Farmers. Um, speakers John Maher, who's the Grass 10 Campaign Manager, his topic is Growing and Utilising More Grass in 2020. Stuart Giles, a dairy specialist with Agish, is focusing on breeding for future profit. Then we have Neil Field, who is a vet and researcher with Taggish. Um, how to increase margins through good health, good herd health. And uh, Neil O'Sullivan, local dairy advisor in, in Kentork, in the Kentork office, is uh, you know looking at what's new for Duhallow dairy farmers in 2020. Then on that's on Monday evening at um, 8 p.m. in the Borbury Hall, the 20th of January. On Wednesday evening at 7.30 in the Munster Arms in Bandon, there's the Spring Tillage Seminar, which is organised by Michael McCarthy, uh, the tillage advisor for East and West Cork. So a must-attend event for all tillage farmers there. And then on Thursday evening at 8 o'clock again in the Boherbury Hall, we have the annual Beef Seminar, and the title is Challenging Your Beef Production Skills for 2020. We have Inda Maloney, local advisor, stress-up advisor in Kentor, covering the new calf investment scheme. Uh, Dr. William Burchell, Dairy Gold Giant Program Advisor, and his topic is new fertilizers and benefits of trailing shoe and dribble bar. Chris Daly from the ICBF is covering the topic of enhancing your cattle genetics. And uh, Mr. Charles Chavez, area vet manager with Zootus Animal Health, is covering the topic reducing disease risk on your own farm. Uh, furthermore to this, on the 28th of January, we have a very important national sheep conference in County Kerry in, in Killarney in the Great Southern Hotel in my native county there. 
and uh, you know sustainability i suppose is is the focus of 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 a lot of events happening in 2020 but just to run through it's the the national lowland sheep conference uh, starting at 6 p.m refreshments will be provided uh, afterwards it's free to all sheep farmers and all sheep farmers are welcome clients and non-clients uh, the speakers are Mr. David Wall, who's a soil science researcher with Tagish and Johnstown Castle. And he will be looking, of course, at the whole sustainability issue and how sheep farmers can use nutrients uh, in the most efficient way, um, you know, protected urea, reducing greenhouse gas emissions, how to manage slurry and farmyard manure to optimize uh, nutrient use and grass growth. Uh, Ms. Noreen McHugh, who's a Tagish sheep geneticist, will outline how improved genetics can boost lamb production on farms in Ireland through improved litter size and, and lamb growth rates. And she'll emphasise the importance and benefits of having data from commercial flocks and how this improves the sheep breeding indices in Ireland. Then we have Miss Orla Keane, who's a Tagish researcher, focusing on the major problem of antelmintic resistance in sheep farms and um, she will outline strategies there uh, and how that can be controlled and the steps that farmers should take when selecting and using warmers uh, to get the, 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 the least problems. And then we have one of our better sheep farmers from County Leitrim, John O'Connell. He's travelling down to you know, give a talk on how he is developing his sheep enterprise by following a business plan as a better sheep farmer and his plans for growing his farm and the challenges he has encountered and the progress he has made to date in implementing his his plan. Uh, so that's a very important conference there on Tuesday evening, the 28th of January, 6 p.m. in the Great Southern Hotel in Killarney and free to, to all sheep farmers. Um, one other thing I should mention on the 31st of, um, of January on Friday, there is a health and safety half-day course being held in Clannacilty in West Cork. And uh, you can contact the office there in McCrube, Margaret um, O'Donovan, um, 0264164 uh, for booking. And now, people that are in TAMs and, and schemes like that, um, it's a requirement to attend a health and safety course. So this is an opportunity to do just that. Uh, so contact the McCrube office in relation to that. And uh, one other thing I'll mention before it slips my mind is the traditional um, farm building grant scheme has reopened and this is opened until the Tuesday, the 18th of February 2020. This applies to farmers that are in the loss schemes. Any farmer in that scheme is eligible to apply for a grant to renovate a traditional farm building on their farm. And application forms are available uh, from the Heritage Council in uh, Church Lane in Kilkenny. Uh, telephone 056-777-0777. They are the announcements, uh, John, uh, as such. And uh, I'd just like to focus a little bit on the sheep side. Another deadline coming up there that we mustn't forget about, very important for all sheep farmers, is the sheep census form. It has to be submitted on paper by the 31st of January 2020, or if completed online, it can be submitted up to the 14th of February. Uh, I was chatting to um, a department inspector earlier this morning, and uh, 
you know, it, it is a major concern that a lot of sheep farmers can just maybe forget this form. It, it arrived before Christmas. The, the census date is the 31st of December. So on that date, you are to count your sheep and categorize them into breeding ewes, uh, hoggets and rams. And you're asked to clarify which breeds you have on your farm as well. So it is important for schemes such as the sheep welfare scheme, which is running into its fourth year now at this stage, and uh, checking with the department as well this morning, uh, it, it is still actually open to new sheep farmers. If you've become a new sheep farmer going into 2020, you are eligible to apply, but you need to apply before the end of January to the department uh, in Port Leash uh, for eligibility uh, to, for the scheme. Now, that scheme is paying €10 Euro per yo per eligible yo in either a lowland or a hill flock, providing certain tasks are completed. If you're a lowland flock, you can choose from lameness control or mineral supplementation of yours post-mating as a Category A um, application. And the second one from Category B would be faecal egg counting, scanning, or uh, fly strike control. If you're a hill flock, Category A is mineral supplementation of yours post-mating or meal feeding of lambs post-weaning. And your Category B choices are parasite control, scanning, or mineral supplementation of lambs pre-weaning. So just important for farmers that are already in the scheme to realise that uh, they have a requirement to complete these tasks uh, within a time frame. The, the time of the, the start of the year in the scheme is the 1st of February rather than the 1st of January. So, for example, if you're scanning yours and you're scanned on the 1st of February, uh, 2019, it's important that you choose the same date again for scanning. Otherwise, you could end up with two scannings in the one calendar year as far as the scheme is concerned, and you you wouldn't have your scanning in, in at the correct time. So just to be aware of that and uh, be aware that the number of yours you're being paid on in the scheme is dependent on filling that census form and returning it on time. The department is saying all eligible new entrants, and there can be new entrants, to the sheep sector, but they must return their forms by the 1st of February. That's for people who want to take part in year four of the sheep welfare scheme. That announcement came out there 15th of yes. January by the department. But a very interesting scheme, and as you've outlined there, you know, some of the obligations of the scheme, some of the benefits of the scheme, and 10 euro a yo, it's not to be sniffed at when you tot all these little bits of income up, but year four of the scheme, so it's obviously working fairly well if it's going into a fourth successful year. It is indeed, uh, John. I mean, scanning yours is, is a good management practice at all times for sheep farmers. You know, it's obviously beneficial to be aware of yours that are carrying uh, singles, twins or triplets from a feeding point of view and from a management point of view. And if you have dry yours, you have an opportunity to call. So, you know, this tenor, uh, you're always helping to pay the cost of scanning and mineral supplementation and other tasks. And uh, there was a good uptake on it. It was a 25 million euro scheme when it was launched by Minister Creed back in 2017. And uh, it's encouraging that they are accepting new applications as well. And if, if there's a genuinely, uh, you know, a new sheep farmer, uh, they should get on urgently, though, to, to Portage. I would suggest that they ring 057-867-4400 to look for an application form. I think that's the best thing to do on a new herd number there or a new sheep farmer. 
Um, one other thing, just going away from that, I almost forgot just to mention on the education side, uh, John in West Cork, uh, Tagish and West Cork are welcoming applications now for um, a new green cert course in 2020. And this, you know, is, is farmer intern training with a recognised agricultural qualification. And anyone interested should contact our two education officers, uh, Pat Flannery, on 087-959-2799. He's the course director. Uh, or Mark Fitzgerald, uh, education officer in Skibbereen, uh, 083-311-6339. Or ring the office in McCroom on 026 41604 and they're taking applications until uh, next Friday the 24th of January 2020. Thank you Michael. Mr Michael Connolly, B&T Dry Stock Advisor with the Chagask office in Skibbereen. Full interview with Michael in the midweek edition of the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme between 10pm and 11pm on this coming Wednesday evening. With results from the recent Bandon ploughing match, Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Richard, welcome to the programme. Thank you very much, John. And um, Bandon Ploughing Association held their 76th annual ploughing match on Sunday last, January 12th, on the lands of Tim Barry and family by their kind permission at Knockervilla. Uh, it was an ideal location on the day, a high elevated site. And um, given the heavy, heavy rain on the previous day, uh, one would expect that no match could take place, but this site was on deal. The rain was gone. Uh, just a bit of straw around the gap, and you could drive into the field, which are ordinary car, which was uh, unreal, actually, given the pre- previous evening's rain. So um, I suppose compliments for, to Ben employing for doing an excellent job and having an excellent match. Uh, the results in are as follows. In the senior tractor, first, uh, Kieran Coakley. Second, Johnny O'Donovan. Third, John Murphy, and fourth, Jackie O'Driscoll. The intermediate tractor, first, Stanley Dean. The under-28, uh, first, George Kirby. Second, Aidan O'Donovan. Third, Jamie Hayes. And fourth, Nilo O'Driscoll. The under-21, in first place, was James O'Sullivan. Second, James Jennings. Third, Ian O'Farrell. And fourth, Noel Nyan. The ladies' class, first place, was Ellen Nyan. And second was Rachel O'Driscoll. Uh, the senior reversible class, first, Liam O'Driscoll, and second, Michael Witcherley. The under-28 reversible in first place was Florence Witcherley, and second was Daniel Tobin. The standard tree for a reversible, first, Joy Creedon, and second, Tim Lawler. The mock class, first was David Welsh, and second, Andrew Donovan. The tree for a standard, first, Matt Coakley, second, John Cuhan, and third, James Downey. The senior hydraulic vintage, uh, first, Dennis Cummins, second, John O'Neill, third, Phylum Cotter, fourth, Michael Walsh, fifth, Leslie Wolf, and sixth, Mike Comey. The confined hydraulic vintage, uh, first, Sean McCarthy, and second, Vincent Bennett. The trailer vintage, uh, first, John Wolf, second, Michael Bennett. Uh, the single for a uh, first was Gordon Jennings. So that completes the results of the Bandon match. And now on tomorrow Sunday, uh, January 19th, Tony Kilty Plough match are holding the 38th annual match. It's being held on, by kind permission of the Toomey family at Lissle and Balnascarty on the main in 71 Road, just about a mile from Balnascarty. And um, 
uh, plenty of space and a fine a fine site for a match. And um, it's uh, the draw for the banks will be at 10.30 and the plan will start at 11.30 sharp. And they would like to have all entries in on today, Saturday, by 12 noon. And the numbers for the entries are 87 or 087-2033732. And um, they've also requested that all the, the tractors and trailers and lorries uh, would park on the old road at Benniscarty Creamery and unload there to avoid side contamination, contamination coming out on the road. So the, the numbers there again to, to ring with the entries are 87 9553 or 087-2033732. Thank you very much indeed, Mr Richard White, PRO for the Cork West Ploughing Association. Thank you very much, Chad. ICMSA, the Irish Creamery Milk Suppliers Association, announced that the CAP meeting scheduled for Balancholic on 23rd of January has had to be deferred for the moment. In a statement, the ICMSA say they regret to announce that their meeting planned for the Oriel House Hotel, Balancholic, for 23rd of January, at which Department of Agriculture officials were going to take questions on various aspects of the CAP 2020 situation has had to be deferred for the moment at the request of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. The ICMSA regret any inconvenience caused to people who had intended going. Any inquiries, if necessary, may be made to the ICMSA Press Office 061 314 677. And that's our programme for this morning, the Dairy Gold Farm Talk programme. I'm John O'Connor. Thanks to John Foot and Controls. And as always, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning in. Have an enjoyable weekend. A podcast of our programme available at www.c103.ie homepage. Please go to Listen Back and click on Podcasts. Next, Agri Update due on this coming Wednesday evening between 10pm and 11 Thanks for listening. Dairy Gold Agri, your solution to all your farm needs.